on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Saints Prime Podcast. So we've got plenty to cover Ooh. today. We've got a an Arsenal sandwich. We've just had one slice of Arsenal. We've got another slice as well. What are you lot laughing at? You said Arsenal sandwich. It kind of put me off a bit. I can't lie. What's wrong with an Arsenal sandwich? I thought that would be a good analogy. Do you not like no, that? No, but when you have a che- <laughs> sorry, no, because when you have a cheese sandwich, you don't have a bit of bread in the middle and two bits of cheese. That doesn't make just, that doesn't make well, it a sandwich. Arsenal sandwich means there's be something in the middle, Alan. No yeah, we're in the middle, back back. and they're there either side. So that would that not be work? a Southampton sandwich. It depends which side you're in. The Arsenal are the breads, and we are yeah, the con- we are that's the sandwich what, That's what itself. I was thinking, but you know, it depends which way you take it. Mikey, do you want to weigh in on the, the sandwich debate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've got this covered, in all fairness. What a start, eh? I think I need to comment on this. another favourite sandwich talk. <laughs> well, let's move away from savages. What should we talk about then, Harry? I know you're the man who keeps us moving in the podcast, tells it where it's going to go. Well, we should talk about the football, you know. Since since you last heard us, we won two games, both in the FA Cup. Ooh. We beat Shrewsbury. We don't need to go over that. It's a nice conventional 2-0 win. Nothing too scary. Ooh. But then we well, faced Arsenal at St. Yeah. Mary's. Sorry, Just the yeah, one thing about the Shrewsbury, we did our predictor for the team sheet, and I think I got... Seven, maybe eight, right? I can't yeah, remember. I, got, I, got, I, got, I think seven. I got eleven out of eleven. Did you? Oh, well done, you. Jamie wins that. We won't Vulcans change. Vokings played, played both sides. That's right. Yeah, listen to that if you want to hear Jamie's. If you want to hear how Jamie got all eleven right, you can. You're more than welcome to listen to the the past podcast. But I think I got eight correct. Mm. Um, Feel free yeah. to correct me, but listen to the episode first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anything, <laughs> anything else to cover about Shrewsbury? I honestly don't know if there's too much to talk about. I mean, it was. It's just of... good to see a few of the debutants come in, uh, and work. just once again, it's good to see Vokins play as well and Forster another clean sheet, which he, he followed up with against Arsenal yeah. as well. What do you guys oh, think about Forster? Because yeah. he he's got three free and free clean sheets in three games now, but I I wouldn't necessarily say he's been playing like brilliantly. I've just he's just kind of done as much as he's need to kind of thing. He hasn't been brilliant, but he hasn't been bad either. He's just kind of existed. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, he can, he can only face the shots that he comes up against, and he's dealt with them well and got three clean sheets, you know. He's not had to do anything, but he's not done anything badly, really. He's arguing because he's commanding his defence. Maybe. Make sure maybe his punch is still scare me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they are sometimes a bit wild. And uh, just holding on to the ball a little bit too long as well sometimes. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's the perfect cup goalkeeper now, isn't he? I don't, I don't, I know that's probably not what he wants. I think he probably wants a first team run. But I'm, is, does McCarthy come back in for the? I know we're all over this on the planet. Harry's not going to like me for this, but does McCarthy <laughs> come back in for the Arsenal game? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I said in the interview afterwards that he is our cup keeper. I think it's pretty. Yeah. There you go, so I got that we had, we had the same thing with Gunn last year where Gunn would play in the Cup and McCarthy uh, would come mm. in for league games. So I think we're just going to do the same thing there. But yeah, Forster's done a decent job. He's done what he's had to do. Got three clean sheets. So I mean, there's nothing more he could really do. <laughs> Fair point. All right. Anything else to talk about Shrewsbury? I, I know there's. My memory's not very good on it. It was. Uh, <laughs> 
Good ball prize free kick. That was quite nice. It's, that's, probably, that's probably the least I've ever celebrated a goal, though. A Tuesday night <laughs> game against the League One side. League One sides to confirm a victory. Side, yeah. Exactly. So, like, oh, and they, nice. they didn't even have Charlie Daniels. He's gone to Portsmouth, so they didn't really have anyone out there that I knew. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just a good 2-0 win. Any, uh, any people you're impressed with? With the debut what? the usual word. And the chalk cakes chuck. He didn't do too yeah. much, but I'm gonna say it now, what? He's he's gonna be as good as Lalana. I'm gonna say that right now. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna put, I don't like, I don't very like, bold statement. I don't like I don't like putting that level of pressure. Maybe maybe not for us. Maybe it will take him longer. I don't but think I, just like, I don't think he listens I like to his movement. Now Harry said it. <laughs> No, but I just love the way he handled himself on the ball. He was, a, he was a good, agile player. At the end of the day, what, he's 18, 19, he's got plenty of time to improve. And he's, he's high up there on Ralph Stinking. You know, only two players got a debut. Two players? Yeah, two players. Oh, someone like with two minutes left. Uh, but only two guys were handed their first debuts. First debuts. And um, <laughs> you should only have one debut. Unless Walcott, because Walcott did have two debuts for us. Because he came back and had a second debut. But uh, yeah, I, was, I, I, was impressed, I was impressed with what <laughs> I was trying to explain myself and try and dig okay. myself out. Someone, to be fair, I, do fair, I think is. Harry could probably do a podcast by himself. He's just sort of talking <laughs> and making yeah. it. He could ramble on for forty-five minutes just talking to himself. So yeah, yeah. Yankovic no, got on the pitch. I know Michael well. was mm. happy about that. Yeah, yeah, and deleted. Well, Yukovic was he, he excited me when he came on the pitch. He looks like a good prospect too. Um, but yeah, all, all these, all the youngsters that you saw, they're pretty much eighteen, nineteen still. Mm. So, like, they've still got plenty of time to improve. And if Ralph's got faith in them that that he can play them in the first team in the cup, that means that they're in the good progress to try and make themselves like available in the league as well. Mm. Yeah. Academy Gadget starting as well as a pretty Ooh. impressive feat. Does that does that include Theo? Didn't start, mate. Did not. I thought he did. I don't know why I thought he did. He didn't start, did he? No. Um, so, it, so it didn't include him because he didn't start. Yeah, he didn't no. come on. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go to Arsenal. We beat them at Shrewsbury on Tuesday. Shrewsbury on Tuesday. I like that. And then Saturday, <laughs> we move on title. and play against Arsenal. <laughs> that was the title. Oh, the title. I forgot about that. That was the title. <laughs> that, was the, that was the title. That was the last one. Oh, no. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I made the title as well. I don't. I don't. I don't know why I didn't recognise it. It's not like. Go on. What was the question? I said, coming into the game, coming into the game, we have a fantastic strong size. You know, that, that's like a league side that we've put out there. And Arsenal, not so much. Or Bamiang, um, away from their control. I think he was handling personal matters. We're not too sure what that was. So he wasn't even in the squads. But players like Lacazette weren't. Uh, sorry, were on the bench. Smith Rowe wasn't on the bench at all, and Saka was on the bench. So. Going into it, what are your thoughts? Because I thought we had a real good chance of going through, looking at the two teams matching up. Because especially because all of their front line is well, well off of form. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I was surprised because when I saw our line was released, I saw us playing a proper first team. Mm. I was just confused in the fact that Arsenal didn't do that, considering if a cup is kind of their inadvertently their trophy, they, they, it's the one they always go for. Yeah. But I, I thought they'd take it more seriously. Especially as they are the defendants as well. I don't know how important that is to them personally, but if you if you won it last year, you want to have at least put up like a decent performance to to retain it, don't you? So 
Do you know when the, when was the last team to retain the FA Cup? Do you know? Back to back. I'm, I'm not sure. It was probably Arsenal at some point. Yeah. It was probably Arsenal City, at some maybe? point. Well, no, City don't normally mate, do too well in the FA Cup, do they? They normally do no, They won it against Watford a couple of years ago. But I was, I was surprised with Arsenal because I was, I was listening to you know the great source of Arsenal fan TV after the game. Because <laughs> what? Who wouldn't want to listen to it after your team beat them? And um, I think Lee judges. I think I think on that podcast, uh, sorry, podcast channel, he's probably the best on there. And he was saying, you know, we're not going to get European football, maybe Europa League, but definitely not Champions League. Why don't we just try and win a trophy? And I'm, I'm in that exact mindset. I don't know why Arsenal did it, so why Mikel Arteta did it. But after the game, Arteta said the players deserved a chance, and it was a strong team. So maybe he wasn't wrestling it. Maybe he just wanted a bit of a, a switcheroo. But we won one nil. So we'll go straight to the goal first. We'll talk about individual performances after, but we'll go to the goal. Carl Walker-Peters, are you, go- are you going to be kind and give him the goal or are you just going to give it to Gabriel and be mean? Kind of wasn't really getting on target. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> going on target. And <laughs> Crouchy yeah. made a good point at the end of the game and said... No, you can say, oh yeah, you can mm. Mm. Because... Well, yeah, but you can kind of say no one wants an own goal and everyone wants a goal. So if you wanted to make people happy, you would have just called it for Walker Peters. But unfortunately, I don't know if there was actually. I think it was I just cross think, for Che on that. I don't think mm. Che even got to it because he kind of clashed with Leno. Yeah, so I, I think, can't really argue it was. Yeah, I think I think Leno would have got there. I think that's the deflection. Gabriel, let's have a little shout out to him. He got sent off in one game and scored an own goal in the next. So he's not mm. he's not a fan. He's not a fan against or fan for playing against us so we talked about the goal if you look at individual performances one person that sticks out once again Diallo in the midfield there's been a revelation since Romero's injury A how good was he but B when does does Romero get his spot back because Diallo is both it's not just agile but his forward thinking passes are they're different levels really different levels mm, it's hard isn't it? I, I, I think if he's still playing well keep keep playing him I mean, uh, it's different for like Forster because McCarthy, I think, would add. I think that's the only thing we kind of missed against Arsenal, which I would look forward to McCarthy coming back into the side is our distribution, being a bit more calm out the back. Forster does kind of differ on the ball. Um, but I think Diallo has to kind of say that. Of course, if he's not up for it, like if his fitness levels aren't up for it and we can bring Romeo back in, then that's obviously a benefit. But um, Diallo brings pace into the midfield which War Prowse and Romeo don't have the same amount of pace as him the fact that he can track back and win the ball off expensive wingers which are you know renowned mm. for their pace and stuff like that and he can get back and he can match them for pace is something that I think is very important in in his play he wins back the ball like that um, it's just a, a slightly different uh, dynamic to Romeo but it's a nice option to have both isn't it really so uh, no complaints either way, really. Stunned you into silence. And with, you know, we, we've got other players. We've got other players. Bednarek, I think he had a phenomenal game. I know Mikey, you know, he's, he's a bit hot and cold of Mikey, but the amount of clearances that he did, I think there was eight during that game. The interceptions. I think his knowledge of the game has grown amazing in an amazing level because he was I think he was the best player on the pitch by far like I look at Diallo he had a great game but Mikey how impressed with you were you with Bednarek I've always had my my doubts with Bednarek and 
because like, I think he did get appraisal that he probably didn't deserve uh, well, earlier on in the last couple of seasons. He's been outstanding this year. Whoever he's been partnered against, he's been absolutely outstanding. The way that the way that he sort of coached that Arsenal front four, which, by the way, there's a lot of pace in that Arsenal front four. And if they were to counter, they, they would... And he just stopped any counter-attack that he could. He just got in the way, took the ball off him and did... Did what he needed to do. Just was intelligent with his clearances. Didn't didn't dilly dally with the ball like a couple of the Arsenal sent arse did. When when it needed to go, it just went. I think you need to have that confidence in your sent arse because we got our goal from them playing out the back and not knowing when to clear the ball. So Benderek knowing and using that intelligence to like just basically control our defence and control their attack. It just it, Arsenal didn't really have anything. In all fairness, I hate talking about players leaving and I know Ben Rex only just signed a new deal for, uh, until 2025 but at the summer transfer window if there's teams maybe like Liverpool if they're looking for another centre-back I'm surprised no one's looked into him because last season I think he was very good this year he stepped up even more and he's been one of the most consistent players I think him and War Prowse are the only two players to play every single game or at least start every single game I don't know if Ben Rex and War Prowse have been subbed off at all but you're surprised no one no one's even been linked to him so far that might be down to the new contract. That might also. Be, I don't know. Ben Benerek to me, he's not like pe- people like flary centre backs now, don't they? They like they like centre halves who can play the ball out the back and be able to be more mobile. Benerek doesn't. That side of his game's not the strongest bit. His reading and his intelligences, and I don't know if that's really looked upon in the media as much as like a Impamakana, who's a powerful player who can bring the ball out the back, run with it and things like that so I think that's probably why he's not been linked with these top clubs but I don't know why he isn't because again he's been outstanding this year and it's it, same for all the back four I thought I thought Bertrand Stevens Walker Peters all look quite solid I think Stevens was only out of position once and that was for the little back heel but that was recovered quite well too so yeah it was just a good all round great performances from our back five Mm. Uh, one more thing on Benrick before we sort of move on to Birching. Do you I think that? Do you think his range of passing maybe is, is his only limitation? Because at the moment, when Vestergaard and it's Benrick, it's always Vestergaard who sort of sprays the balls. When it's Stevens and Benrick, it always seems to be Stevens. So a is that his role? Is his role not to be the one that sprays it all around, or do you think just because he doesn't at the moment because he's still a young centre back have the level of quality uh, in that particular area? It's something he's improving on. I think that's because you, you see, you see that his confidence playing the ball out the back from two years ago to now, he's a lot better. Might not be as good as Stevens or Vestergaard is, but it's better than it was. It's the same with Forster. I thought Forster was probably the most comfortable he's been on the ball over the last couple of appearances he's had. I know Ollie said that he looked slow and dilly dallied on it, but I think that was probably better because he was thinking about what he was doing. He had one instance when he did get closed down, but that was when it got blocked and it went out for a goal kick so in, in the end it meant nothing but I thought Forster probably looked best on the ball during that game because he's had more game time he's had going up to match fitness I think that's the same with Benderek as well he's he's getting there he's getting used to playing that ball out the back he's finding he found a couple of decent 20-30 yard passes over the top mm. finding them to the wingers so He's he's improving as well, and that will just mean that if we can get Benderek playing those balls the same as Vestergaard, it means that both of our centre-halves can do it. They can both do that long switch onto the other side, which is something that we found really effective this year. 
So if he can have that ability to play that ball, then all of a sudden we've got two options instead of just switching it to Walker Peters. Yeah, we were talking about the man on the left earlier, Ryan Birch, and I've been critical of him during this podcast season of however long we've been doing it, the 102 episodes. But um, I think, like once again, I think he's having his best season so far, one of his best seasons, because he's unbelievable under Koeman. Uh, but at the moment, you know, he's in the contract negotiation. Arsenal are interested whether that was just to sort of spice things up because we've got back-to-back games against them, even though we can't play in the next one anyway. But um, at the moment, apparently the only thing stopping him signing a new contract is the years. We want two and a half. He wants three and a half. Jamie, would you just go, you've been a great servant to us. Here's three and a half years. Because at the moment, he's still top of his fitness. I know it'll bring him to 34, 35. But he's still, I think he's one of our most consistent players at this current time. Would reward him with the loyalty he's had and give him the three and a half just because, like, mm. he, and it, just because he definitely had offers to go away somewhere else when he was in rumored to like into Milan and a, um, a couple of seasons ago. And I, I just give him what he needs because obviously, we don't, plus, we don't have any backup and we can't afford to bring anyone else in because mm. he can easely go this winter tracks one day if anything because there's some pre contract anywhere else as well. So just give him the contract and just don't what argue, it just could result in a lot more problems than need to be. So, Michael, we sort of had not really had this situation with Forster, but we had that thing where we gave Forster a huge deal for a long time, and we're sort of as much as I love Forster, we're stuck and we can't do anything about it. Is that probably the, the club's concern that they don't want to give him too long? Just in case, I think. I think the problem what what Bertrand wants is he wants he wants guarantee well guarantee that he's going to be earning money for because he's probably coming to the end of his career. He's thirty one, so he wants guaranteed place where he's going to be getting money, getting a good contract until he moves on into whatever he wants to do after football. Um, I think the problem with the club is the fact he's thirty one. We don't want. We know that he'll probably keep up these performances maybe for one or two seasons. But then after that, that's when sort of the cut-off point Ralph wants to make and he wants to give another chance to a left-back. And we are, we're probably going to be looking for a left-back for the next two seasons to try and replace him if Vokens can't step up. So I think that's the reason why we're... It's not due to his quality or due to his loyalty. It's just down to his age. And we don't mm. want... Like we know that James Milner, I know he's a really good professional. I'm sure Bertrand did as well. Milner's playing for Liverpool at the age of 35, so there are players who can do that, who can play for an extended period of time. Right so I think, I think offering Bertrand two and a half years and maybe just keeping it as one year extensions after that, mm. I think that's what the club want to do. Mm. But Bertrand just wants that guaranteed three and a half years and make sure. So I'm I'm not too fussed either way. I, I prefer not to see Bertrand leave at the end of this season because we know that he'll just be snapped up by a top six club because of how good he is as a fullback and how good he has been this season. He's shown that he can still put in good performances. And yeah, it'll be a shame for him to go if we can't just if it's, it's sort of just the year thing. If it's just the years thing, then it, mm. it's a bit of a stupid thing to go. Oh yeah, we're not signing a new deal now. Mm. So. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, one other person that I do want to talk about. You know, he's not scored since Sheffield United when we had fans back in the stage, and that was a nice you know fifteen minutes. Uh, Che Adams, you know, he had another difficult day in front of goal yesterday. He didn't seem too quick off the pace. He had a really good chance. He did really well for himself where he got past Gabriel and fired it into the corner, but Leno got a hand to it. What do you think the reason behind his 
lack of, is it lack of confidence because he's still doing a lot of good stuff on the pitch it sort of reminds me of the first half or two thirds of last season where he did everything right just couldn't find the back of the net what what do you think that's down to it's at least, I just think I would say like they say been bad Harry. if you look at the last few mm. games he's had lots of shots and just keeps has been ma- matched him mm. and it's just like I said like you like you even said yourself Harry he has been doing other stuff in the game. And as you can say, just kind of summarised by our whole squad, the fact that it doesn't really matter who's scoring the goal, as long as the team's scoring. And every, every, but everyone has a part in that. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily a problem that you may be, what you're insinuating, not sure that's what you're insinuating, Harry. Mm. But I said, he, he got unlucky. Leonard got down really quick to the ball when he got around Gabriel. I said, oh. if anything, it's a, a really good save from Leonard. Like he could eat, should have easily put that top bottom bins. But not, but on this bottom corner, so. Bottom corner. <laughs> Ollie, would you like to interject? What are your thoughts on uh, chat? I, I don't think I can add on that beautiful summary from Jamie. Really, I think he's just Thank put you. it put it perfectly. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the game, the game <laughs> overall, apart from that, it was of limited chances. You know, Dandyings had a chance where he was apparently offside. Well, I don't think he was. Where he fired it against the post and it hit Leno. Arsenal had a few, you know, the Enketi chance right at the end. Uh, holding had a good chance. One thing I do want to clear up, you know, Arsenal. A lot of people Arsenal fan TV they're moaning a about the Walker Peters penalty when it hit his arm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I've got a very clear idea. Could anyone remember that handball? Because it was a, it was a nothing incident, but it's I don't just think uh, you could do you know, anything about just it. Just keep it level. It no. just kind of happened. Well, he's tried. Yeah, he's tried to head the ball. And he's not like moving his arm in the way of the ball. Uh, I, I love the fact that every single time a handball incident happens, comment whoever's on commentary goes, "Oh, that would have been given earlier on in the season." <laughs> well, it's not earlier on in the season, so the rules changed. Yeah. It's not. It's not a handball. So yeah, it it wasn't a handball in my opinion. It's just because it was, it was the inside of his silhouette. Like he wasn't moving. He, he wasn't like a plane. You know, his arms weren't wise. They were within himself. <laughs> So it's all good. And the other one, Pepe apparently got pulled back. I don't know when that was. Apparently he should have got a red card, but match the day didn't cover it. BT didn't cover it. Where uh, Saints didn't from, cover Harry? it. Hey, he's, all your sources come from I'm just trying to give balance. I'm trying to give balance. Yeah, but they blamed that it was raining for reasons they didn't get points. Like, it's not exactly... You know, critical journalism, well, here, is it? I just, I just want to be impartial. You know, I want to, I want to give the them. What's Arsenal fan you know, TV? Why? I know, I know Why? they're not. They're, do I you know think Ty's listening to this, Harry? Something? I'll yeah, give you, I'll I'll give you a hint, Harry. This is a bit. <laughs> mo- the predominant of our demographic is Southampton fans. You don't have to. You know, it's not the BBC. The you don't have to remain bi- unbiased. You know, like part you can. Is London? And that is him. Yeah, I, I am the London listener, Harry, from Australia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, fine, fine. We we won't cover that in any more detail. The, the only, the only, the only other incident that I wanted was the Shane Long one—a penalty for you or not? When Rob right. Holding brought him down. No, yeah. I, I don't think he's got okay. enough contact. I'm Ralph, Shane Ralph Long, let's be honest. He, uh, he's kind <laughs> of Shane like... Long's a useless at the end of the day. Well, no, it's the it's no, the boy who cried no. wolf. Thing. Like you can't like. B- Refs just know he's going down. Like it's not going to be. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at it and I was like, he's just gone down because he's not going to get the ball, is he? Look, like let's be honest, it's not. It wasn't an actual foul. He's just he's, he knows he's not going to get the ball, so it will just go to the ground. And 
how that was a corner, I do not know. But the ref kind of bottled it. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have taken the penalty anyway. If that's no, no. I honestly, if it was any other player, I would have bought it up. But all because it's Shane Long on Monkey Lawson. So you thought it was a penalty, Bateman? No, no, I don't. I didn't think it was a penalty. It was just the fact they ended up in a corner. Yeah, yeah, that that was a bit. That was a bit ridiculous. Maybe he thought that he got poked out by holding. I'm not sure. Ball didn't change direction. <laughs> no, but that's, well, did, exactly um, what, that's what I mean. He might have poked it when he tried to tackle it. He might have tried to poke it out. But um, looking, looking at the next fixture, Saints. Saints. There's not a lot of things they have to change. But Arsenal, what should they change? Because clearly something's not going right there. Don't want to give them advice. They want another one near win. Just... So we've wrapped up the game that we've just played. We have Arsenal again on Tuesday. You know, we don't have to change too much that's going on because we've just beat them 1-0. We've scored a goal. We've kept a clean sheet against a team you know, that love goals and keep a lot of clean sheets. So what do Arsenal have to change? Yeah, I know we're not an Arsenal Review podcast, but they're the team we're playing, so we're going to preview them. So what do they have to change? Is it line-up? Is it style of play? What, they, what do they struggle with that they need to change? They probably have to play the team that ended the game because... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like Lacazette, yeah. Party and Saka are all really good introductions to the game. I thought we really struggled to break him down when Party um, when Party came on him in the midfield. Sort of dominated a little bit. I think their midfield two were too negative and I think that's what Party brought. He, he brought a bit more positivity to that midfield, a bit more of an attacking threat and they were getting a lot more direct with uh, Saka and Pepe woke up when they came on. So I, I think that's probably what they have to do. So one thing they can do is well, think about we're going to play um, Jake Vokens on the left because they have um, where Ryan Batchman is suspended. You know, I definitely, if I was um, Arteta, focus on the left hand side and penetrate that area. Our weak right spot, you'd say. And they're right, yeah, they're right hand side, our left. Shut yeah. Up, <laughs> <laughs> do you think they might have to change the way they like to pass out the back? Because throughout the ninety minutes, like Mikey sort of alluded to earlier, I don't know why they didn't change because a they weren't very good at it. But B, that's the way we love to play against teams. We love to press them really high. And they just couldn't they couldn't handle it. I don't know how we didn't... We, once we did score from it, but there's a lot of times where we outnumbered them because of our press. Do you think they will change that? Or do you think they'll go, no, we're going to keep the way we're going to play and it's going to work? Uh, I think Arteta's very much like Guardiola in his ways, in the fact that he's going to stick to it and he's going to make it work. And if the players that he's got can't do it, he's going to bring in others who can. So I think he's going to try and... I don't know if he'll stick with the same back two or if he'll bring David Luiz in. I know he's not great in the back two, but he's probably better at bringing the ball out the back than both Holding and Gabriel. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him come in, maybe, which is probably an advantage to us. Um, But... Yeah, I think he'll stick to his same ways. He'll keep trying to play the ball out of the back and we're going to try and keep exploiting it. And Oli, do you think we'll play the same team or do you think some players will need a rest after a Saturday, Tuesday, then another Saturday and then I think a Tuesday after I mean, that? So what do you think we'll rest players? That. Do you think it will stay the same, Bar Vokins and McCarthy? I mean, if they can, you've got to play them. But I did think people did look pretty tired near the end of the game. I mean, I saw... It got to about 75 minutes and there was at least three or four players that I could see were physically struggling. So it's whether it's whether they can play again and maybe he might just have to do the substitutions early. I know Ralph's not an early substitution man unless there's something going wrong because he likes his full-strength players to be playing. But 
you know, it, there's only so much they can do, really. It's the most concise this fixture can possibly be, isn't it, really? So uh, mm. it's whether they can do it. I'm, I haven't had a chat with the boys, but, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll I guess we'll see on Tuesday, won't we? And, and Jamie, you know, one last thing for the podcast before we look at the reviews. Uh, Martin Simmons did an interview during the week and he highlighted about Salisu that he's still a player for the future and they're excited to see him play. Uh, we're moving on to just Salisu randomly. Are you, are you happy that, you know, it's it's all going to be fine? He believes it's all going to be fine and, then, and it, they're not looking to ship him out anytime soon. I always thought that Salisu's playing for the future. It's just a shame he'd have made his debut any sooner. It's un- of injuries and other setbacks have pushed him back down the pecking order for Ralph. And it's just a shame to see that he hasn't played yet. However, I do believe towards the end of the season, he may have a few appearances here, there and everywhere. But it just shows players like Diallo had their time to wait. Really kept, and now coming into the team and really showing them why we brought him into the club and showing their class and the reason why Ralph signed him. And let's, fingers crossed, Salusi can do that as well. However, it would be tough. It would be tough for him to slot in because I'd argue the centre back positions are more challenging than midfield. Did anyone actually listen to uh, the think, interview? Uh, no, but I think I saw somewhere on. Um, I think I saw somewhere that we can't use many of our medical facilities because of COVID. We can't use like the hot cold baths. We can't use the ice chambers and things like that. So the actual recovery of his injuries are harder. We can't like help him along with it. It's got to be like natural or anything that he actually has at home, like compression packs and stuff like that. So the he probably would have been fit by now. Well, he was getting to fitness, and then he got his another injury before Shrewsbury. So like the way that our medical department has to deal with things has completely changed from when we were dealing with it last season to this season because of COVID, so it makes it a lot more difficult. I think in that interview as well, he covered Ings wanting, like, pretty much there's no problems with the Ings contract. It's just the release clause that is the difference as well. As I just find reports going out that, oh, Ryan Bertrand and Danny Ings want to leave the club. Well, they probably do if they're going to get <laughs> Champions League football, but mm. it's not anything to do with the contracts at all. So, mm. yeah. yeah, One man that I do want to oh, oh, you can go. He's going to say anything, mate. No, I don't think he was. He said he he was reading something, uh, so I thought he was going to say something. Uh, But one other thing, Yannick Vestergaard, apparently he's back in contention. Not not back in contention, but he's he's ahead of schedule. Does he go straight back into the team, or does Stevens keep his place? Because I think, what, five out of the last six games we've kept a clean sheet with Stevens in the team? It's a tough transition, really, because, like I previously mentioned to you then, the centre-back positions are the hardest ones in the club to get into. I'd, and he can't. I mean, obviously, Jacks is fighting, fight, fighting for his place and proving why he needs to play there. Was like I said, I say the Arsenal game yesterday was um, was really shown that he deserves to play for us in the first team against tough opponents. It just it's like first got have a challenge for him to get back in the squad. I think. Hmm. Anything else we want to cover before the end of the podcast, uh, Jay? We should go on to your reviews and then we can we can wrap it all up. You've got. Two reviews in this week. One of them from... Oh, my phone. Hang on. So <laughs> I had them up, then I... I, I, the had I heard they were both five-star, though, so that's the best Two, both five-star reviews. First oh, yes. Captions. Thank you. Best podcast ever! Exclamation mark from Macy True Dingle. Such a laugh. Jamie Allen is always full of top-dollar banter. 
from oh, Jamie. Thank you very much. For the <laughs> That's not from me. I just happened to know the person that wrote the review. Yeah. Anyway, how much next one? <laughs> Amazing podcast. Another five star review from Lilla Allen. Maybe we're breaking them in today. Harry, Jamie, and Mikey, all great podcast hosts, and it's a class show to listen to. Yeah, I completely agree with. Left out on that one. Don't forget, everyone, to leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can do on Spotify. I'm not really sure that works. No, but just Apple. We love them. We appreciate them. Yeah, let's make sure you compliment me because I'm the ones that be saying it as well. (laughs) How many reviews have we got now? 16 reviews, that's not bad. A few, actually. I think that means we're no longer the... Yeah, the Oh, When the Saints podcast. They've only got 15 reviews. We're not on the bottom, Wait. boys. We're on the way up. Yes, oh, let's go, boys. <laughs> we fabricate. We're not on the bottom. We love Saints, bro. We do. We love Saints, bro. We do. Get in. We're better than No, no, we do. No, we do. 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 We you know, if you want to push us higher up in the review yes. table, we'll get more listens and we'll be able to produce even better podcasts. But I don't know how we can better than this, but we can because we already did. But, so if you want to, Harry, get... I think that's a, that's a false <laughs> promise, though, mate. We can't go better than this because we're too good. But that's what I thought on the first episode, and we just keep improving. So that is, that is a really very true statement. We have come far from a love Mike yeah. to a Pringles can. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We are now. There you go. Okay. Perfect. Is there anything else to cover, or we? Is that? I think. I think. I think. I think this is all done. But remember, uh-huh. put a review and yep. put a smile on our face. Oh. And Harry might well, remember to is... put the questions out on uh, Instagram, yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah. on Tuesday yeah. night. That could be a thing. Who knows? On the Saints Prime Instagram account. We'll see. Yeah, Saints Prime on the Instagram. There we go. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you for the other side of the sandwich that is the Arsenal game. The other side of the <laughs> side. Push I can't believe we're going for that. Don't push it. What? Sandwich talk is not going to be a thing, unfortunately. <sighs> Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye.